0: You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. Featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and influences. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood we You're listening to Black Hollywood Live And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Next
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of BHL Next As always, I am your host, Megan Thomas And the song that you're hearing right now is by Emily Sandy Yeah Heaven and it's on a, a new movie that's coming out, or that just came out, Drumline 2, Drumline A New Beat, yeah. and we have a special person who is connected to that movie, but we'll tell you about that in a second. Who are you guys? I'm
2: Cheeky Ayers.
3: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. I am Cortez G. West.
1: And, as always, we always have amazing guests that are up and coming or who have who, who are next up in the industry. Today, we've got a director, and he directed your favorite m- movie, your favorite, music video, your favorite, whatever. You've seen his work before. Give it up for the one and only, what, what? Billy Woodruff. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Billy? By the way, your name is so B-I-L-L-E. Is that your real name?
4: I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> that is how I spell it. I spell it different. It's a It's a nickname for William. Wow, because yeah. I
1: always wondered that. I was like, are you just doing that? Is that like your stage name, or is that really how you your spell stage it? Name. Well, that's okay.
4: how I spell it. I okay. spelled it that way since, well, I started spelling it that way when I was 15 and 8 months when I got my first car, and I wanted okay. to, my name on a license plate, ah. Ah. and I thought I was going to be famous. So I was <laughs> going through the ways I could spell it, and I like, oh, that's cool! It's different.
1: Right, it is. It's it dope. is though. very memorable. Yeah. So what we do in the show, obviously, we talk about what's next going on in the world. So we're going to start it off. With talking about what's next in casting, so this week it was released the cast list for the new movie Warcraft, which is it's World of Warcraft, right? Is Warcraft. that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's called Warcraft. Which, by the way, Billy, I looked on your Instagram, and you're a big fan of <laughs> yes. World of Warcraft, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, I am. How many hours a day do you play?
4: I was playing before I came here. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to look at I, because they just have a, they have a new expansion right. that just came out at midnight on. Uh, thursday and uh so you know you level it's now 10 new levels right so you have to level up and uh so i'm behind all my guild members because i've been busy working <laughs> so i was trying to put in a little time and i was like i can at least get to 91 i can i was almost there but i looked at the clock and i had to leave uh.
3: brandy, brandy plays too
4: as well brandy plays uh. yeah we talked to each other on there
1: yeah. <laughs> well the movie's gonna come out and guess who is one of the lead characters Paula Patton, y'all. Hey. Paula Patton is going to play. What is her name? Garana? Is that how you pronounce it?
4: I don't. I don't know who. The, I think they made a different. I don't know who Garana ah. is. I don't know the storyline that they're using. Okay. You know what I mean? Because there's so many storylines. Right, right, right. And I've I've been very curious about what they decided to do. When I was I knew about Paula doing this for many months and I was wondering I didn't want to ask her though because yeah. we're friends but I was like you know what I'm not going to get into it <laughs> I'm kind of salty that I'm not directed to movie. oh don't worry I'm sure there'll be many more
1: many more Warcraft movies that you'll get to direct so of course uh, Warcraft is slated to re- be released March 11th 2016 and you can look forward to seeing Paula Patton next in Mission Impossible 5 which by the way I, I'm a big Mission Impossible fan do you watch Mission Impossible as well or ha- do you like those movies
4: uh, yeah, I love the Mission Impossible movies, okay. and I thought Paula Patton was great in the one that she was in.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, we'll see her soon. And now in Warcraft, your other favorite movie that's going to be coming out.
4: Yeah, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to be salty, because, you know, Paula's in it, and uh, <laughs> right. And I'm right. not really that kind of person anyway. But, good. Okay. I, but I'm so addicted to the game that I did wish that I was directing it. Okay.
3: Well, do you well, think Paula's going to be good in it?
4: Do you I think she- Paula will be good. I mean, based on what she did in Mission Impossible, a lot of people, you know, are kind of like, well, what's Paula Patton, you know, doing in it? But I think, like I said, we have no idea what the storyline is. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And okay. there's so many different kinds of characters in that movie with, I mean, in that, uh, world, in that game with so many different kinds of powers. I mean, you know, so many different things. I think she'll be amazing. Paula's mm. great. Oh,
1: yeah. She'll do great. She's
4: very athletic, you know. Yeah. And beautiful, obviously. She'll do yeah. great. Yeah.
1: So we're going to put it out there that you direct in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I what's going on in the world of music?
2: Yes. In music. There's this new guy named Kyle. He's not really new, but he's really just breaking into music. And I love finding new artists because I swear I'm the first one to be like, Drake was going to blow up and he blew up. <laughs> and this was back when we had singing Drake. I was like, oh, that's the one from the I see he's going to be big. Same thing with Chris Brown. Oh, so you you making people's uh, uh, I, career, I basically. Know, I just know yeah. what's hot and what's not. So okay. that's uh. all I'm saying. I called it from a young age i just like yo. So okay, I think he's, I think he's gonna. <laughs> I, think, I, know. I think he's gonna be dope. He's 21 years old. He's from Ventura, California. Um, he also goes by the stage name Kid K I D, um, which stands for Kyle is Determined. So mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be dope, and we're gonna play a little bit of his video that's out right now. We're playing it on Revolt. He's also playing it on MTV and um, BET as well. So, okay. Oh,
0: nice. Oh. What's that? Damn it, baby, you bad. Yeah, 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 I heard you got a boyfriend. That's cool, girl, where is he at? Ooh, he fucked up. You lucked up. You done ran to the motherfucking man. Look, i make you my babe for a day. He should be happy I'm giving you back. Because I can make you wifey for a week. We can spend a weekend in Japan. If anyone fuck with my hockey chin, tell him they'll get fucking Jackie Chan. Honestly, I'm better as your boy. I'll be kind of shitty as your man. Let's go back to only being friends. Sorry, girl, I hope you understand. this jess. just... Nope. No? No, no. It's just. Life, life. That's
2: right. So. So, a, he's a great artist. Yeah. He makes a terrible boyfriend. But <laughs> <laughs> you should support him. You guys can fire, find him at superdopekyle.com or Instagram and Twitter at superdopekyle. So super Kyle, sorry.
1: Billy, yeah. you've directed a lot of music videos. What do you think of this video as far as the cinematography, how things were going on in there, the different scenes? I, I
4: had a big smile on my face when I was watching it because it reminded me, it took me back to like okay. the days before I was really directing, you know, videos, but uh, like De La Soul, ah. you know, Jazzy Jeff. And I, I thought that was exciting. You know, it's right. humorous. It was yes. fun. You know, um, they obviously didn't have a lot of money, but it seems like it's really interesting because right. he's an interesting character, right. and you want to see the story. I want to know what happens in it. You know, because yeah. you can see that he's going to be doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, right. I think that whoever directed it did a good job, probably from what I saw. And I'm definitely interested in the artist. I think you're probably right. And I right.
3: like the song. The song yeah. is pretty yeah. dope too. It nice. gives me two a sample. Yeah, yeah, a mind of kid and play and
4: um kid tri- and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Nice. Kid and playing Drake. Hmm.
4: I, I did. I see the I Drake.
1: Was, oh, you just took it way back. Kid
4: <laughs> and play. Yes.
1: Right. Cortez. What's the next big thing? Well,
3: it's not the next big thing. It's this game that I want to play. We <laughs> want to get you to have a guessing game, my man. So this is game. This is <laughs> this is a game. It's called named. Who's that film on film? What? So who's, who's that film F-E-M, <laughs> on film? F-I-L-M. Who's that fem on, on film. film? Got it. Got it, all right? So you're going to listen to this audio, and you're going to guess that actress and the movie. Okay. Okay? All right, so here's the first <laughs> one. Let's get the
0: first oh, one. my kid, wait a minute. I give you 11 fucking years of my life, and you're telling
3: me that you're leaving me for a white woman? Yeah. It would be better if she were black. No, it'd be better if you were black.
0: Angela Bassett ah, and Ah, uh...
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the movie? I was Waiting No
4: Exhale? No. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. it is. Oh, it yeah. is, Really? So, go. You gotta say no. <laughs> Look. I give you A hundred <laughs> fucking years of my life in I your love her in <laughs> I
3: love, love a her, and I white woman Yes. Okay. Yes. okay.
0: Epic. <laughs> Epic. You no, know, it'd be better if, if you were black.
4: black. <laughs> <laughs> what did you
1: think when that movie came out?
4: Oh, it was just, I mean, I just loved the film. You yeah. know, and I, I was working at BET at the time, I mm-hmm. think, if I remember correctly. And I had, you know, interviewed Terry McMillan, you know, about her work before she had done the movie. So, I was just excited. You know, I was nice. excited to see all those actors and actresses doing it and the movie be so big. And yeah. it was just amazing that time. You know, it right. really influenced me and in what I do.
3: Okay. So. Let's get the next one. Um, let's, let's get a, li- a little bit more volume on this. as I, well.
4: Do I get something for you? Yeah,
3: at the end. Like, see okay. how many <laughs> you yeah. yeah. <laughs> get. Billy, <laughs> did it. Let's play the next
1: one. Oh my life I had to fight. That's all you need right there. End it right there. End it right there. That's
3: Billy, you, you lose. Me. Right, because you will lose your black <laughs> okay. card if you do. Um, <laughs> all
1: my life I had to oh, fight. You
3: lose, yeah. lose your purple
4: card. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the easy one. This one, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know if you're gonna get this one, okay. but I, I really want you to. I'm gonna see. <laughs> At least you. I got two. We had two. Okay, yeah. we're gonna see how you get this one. Are we ready? For this oh. tra- why is no one
1: ready? Here, let's play that again. I think it was cut off at the beginning. Where are the belts for
3: this stra? Why is no one ready? Here, where oh. are the belts for this strap oh. Why is no one ready?
4: I have no idea. Oh. it might be my movie, and I don't even remember. Ah. No, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's play.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you there know what? Yes, yeah, I, I should have. That, that was the I should have known from the ready. Yeah, yeah. 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 I that's harder, that but
2: she always says that's all. <laughs> yeah,
3: yep. yes, Devil Street. was Prada. Yes. Okay, the
4: last one. Now this one is a
3: classic. One of my faves. Let's hear that one.
2: No
4: war, <laughs> <Tenders! laughs> Mommy dear. John Crawford. You, uh, you yes.
3: automatically know that one. Right. Oh, you me. You yes. no get your prize movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did I get? <laughs> you got three out of four, man. So yeah. That's good. Dope, dope. That is
1: a great director. Well, let's get into your life, Billy. Let's talk about you because that's the reason we're here. We're going to talk about um, your past.
2: Yeah, right. living in
4: the now, <laughs> now. You like
2: so how was it growing up in denver colorado especially being in military oriented family
4: well you know i actually i was born in denver colorado <laughs> and I, I was a military brat but i didn't we i was basically born there and then we moved to germany then paris mm. then london wow. and i was very young still right. and uh Then we moved back to Richmond, where my family's really from, Virginia. So I came over to Richmond. I was, you know, by the time I was in elementary school, I was in Richmond. I had a British accent that they teased me so bad about (laughs) that I can't even fake one now. So I really grew up in Virginia. Really? So
1: you had a British accent.
4: I did. I can't fake one now, though. It was traumatizing. Really? Those kids, man. You know how it is. Oh,
1: it. yeah. <laughs> what was it like living overseas for you?
4: It was great. You know, I've been over many times since then. And, uh, you know, my father was in the Air Force, but he played saxophone. And um, he played with a bunch of bands, a d- bunch of different jazz cats in different places over there. And he'd always take me with him, And I think that influenced me on in what I do, you know, now.
1: Right, right.
4: Yeah.
2: That's dope. So how were you as a child? Were you, like, shy and observant or talkative and outgoing?
4: My parents, nah. My parents, I definitely would not shut up. I was very talkative. I was only child, so mm-hmm. you know, growing up. Oh, I have okay. a brother, but he came way later. Okay. And um, yes, yeah, so I grew up as only child. So I, I was always very talkative, making friends, talking to people, very gregarious, very uh, old for my age, but not in an <laughs> obnoxious way. I don't think I never heard like that. An old soul. Right. Yeah, well, like I knew a lot. <laughs> That's nice.
2: Nice. I was the opposite, but mm. <laughs> which movies did you watch growing up that kind of inspired you to be a director? That were like your all-time favorites?
4: Uh, uh Sparkle and Mahogany, uh, because really? I hadn't really seen. In uh, Fame, uh, I hadn't really seen uh, African Americans, you know, that way before, you know, for me, mm-hmm. and how old I was. And I used to go to the theater, I'd go and see it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um, when I saw Lynette McKee and Irene Cara, I just remember, it influenced what I did in music videos, you know, because they just were so beautiful, and the story was powerful to me. And when I saw Mahogany, and seeing Diana Ross as this character who came from the projects, and she had this, you know, dream, and I paint, you know, and I was really, I thought I was going to be an artist, I thought I was going to be a fashion designer, I thought I was going to be <laughs> a politician, a bunch of things. <laughs> but there were things in there that I was drawn to, because I drew it, you know, and I painted, and seeing that she went overseas and went to Italy, Italy and you know that she became this big you know influential kind of model and did something with it right. and she actually wanted to design she wanted to do more than just you know be a pretty face that really you know impacted me and uh and I wanted to do things like that and I didn't really realize it back then but in looking back on it I know that those are the things that actually they sat in my head because I think see things in my work now that relate back to those old movies
2: yeah. I'm glad you talked about that because I wanted to ask you, like, was there ever a time you wanted to do something else and you just what? thought about all those things. Was was there any anything that you like actually pursued?
4: Well, I wanted to be <laughs> this is so vapid. But I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be a star. I wanted <laughs> to be I sang. I was in a bunch of music groups. And um I was punk rock band, R and B band. Uh so I wanted to be a singer all through like elementary school, junior high school, and somewhere, I think around the 11th grade, my voice kind of changed in a different way and it wasn't working, went flat. <laughs> I thought I was going to be a, be a singer, and I thought I was going to be an actor. And um, so those are the things that I thought first, and I thought I'd be a writer, you know. Um, and uh, so I, had, I definitely didn't grow up thinking I would be a director. I was lucky enough when I got to college to find out all these different ways that I could combine the things that I liked by directing, because I liked art and fashion, music, writing you know um, cultural anthropology so I know Hurston's one of my heroes Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a way to combine all of those things. And I was just very, very lucky because I started interning at Black Entertainment Television yeah. when they were very small. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of figured it out, you know, because I was like, oh, wow, I could do this and this and this brings everything together. So, you know, I was just lucky to kind of find out hands on. Mm-hmm. But I definitely didn't know when I was, man, I even remember talking to the guidance counselor in college and being like, how am I ever going to get out of school? Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep changing my major. You know? I was like, I'm not going to have enough credits and anything. You know, and I was a National Merit Scholar. But, uh, and had a full academic scholarship, but I just wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. And I used to really envy people, like one of my best friends, um, she's at OBGYN that I went to school with. She has a great, successful practice in Baltimore now, but she always knew that's what she wanted to do. You know, so she was going through school. She knew what she wanted to do. One of my other really close friends, he was a, uh, mechanical engineering major but I messed it up for him, he's a VP of B E D now <laughs> but he knew that's what he wanted to do but he had all these other interests and I kind of curved them in another way but I was always very kind of jealous of the people that knew exactly what they wanted mm-hmm. to do because I didn't know exactly I knew that I wanted to impact people but you know, I didn't know exactly how I was going to do that well, it
2: sounds like you were going to be creative no matter which way you went. So I know you went to the university of Maryland, and you talked about interning at BET, which is the corporate office, the headquarters is in D.C. Yeah. So were you interning there, like, there, or did you, like, go to New York? Or well, place?
4: actually, they weren't, they had, when I was there, mm-hmm. it was so far back, they didn't have anything didn't in have New York. They didn't have New
2: York, okay. Yeah,
4: everything was in, the corporate offices were in Georgetown, and then we were actually, when I first started there, they were leasing space out of a local television station and wow. it was like not really big at all okay. and um, you know then by the time I got hired and all of that they had studios which were in uh, uh, northeast you know by the railroad tracks over there okay. and they had a studio and um, and then they moved to New York but that happened way after I had left and, and moved to Atlanta to work at LaFace Records
3: wait yeah. you, okay. you, you live in Atlanta? yeah what year? What was that? I don't know. It was <laughs> I, I went to
4: run the music. I'm bad with uh, remembering the dates, but it was when TLC. I, I was there with. Uh, oh, I ran a yeah. music video department, so like nice. I oversaw the stuff like Waterfalls, oh, and okay. um, when Outkast was actually southern Playalistic, but they weren't getting played on MTV yeah. and other right, was right. nice. like that time. Oh, when, nice. whenever that was, that was late '90s or something. Oh, yeah. Right, it was the, nice. the heyday <laughs> of good music in yeah.
1: Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so you when you were at uh, University of Maryland, you. You were an anthropology major.
4: Yeah, what happened was that uh, I uh, cultural anthropology is something that I was, you know, became very interested in because of uh, discovering Zora Hurston. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> I uh, switched my major to double major in art and cultural anthropology once I was deeply immersed in everything at BET because I was studying radio, television, and film. But I, I started feeling like I was getting way more experience on the job, you know, at BET, and it was something else I was really interested in, and I thought I'd be able to fall back on it if I needed to, number mm. one, because my dad was always like, dude, I'm telling you the entertainment thing, don't do it, <laughs> oh, but he's like, follow your dream, but he's like, it's going to be rough, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm not going to totally discourage you, And um, but he was like, I'm telling you, it's going to be rough, so, I, yeah, in the back of my mind, I was like, I could always fall a bit back on this, maybe, and it was just something I was very passionate about, and I actually just you know following my instincts which i guess was god speaking to me i had no idea how much that actually would be useful in what it is that i do because cultural anthropology is a study of living groups of people right and you know when you're making a film or telling a story you're interacting with people you have to understand things and break it down and and know what you're you know trying to get across and how people are going to respond or how you can affect people so i found it to be very useful in what i do and uh and art as well you know so it's part of it
2: how was your experience at umd
4: Oh, man. It was great. That was a wonderful school. I wanted to go to Columbia. Okay. And my parents were like, you're not going to New York because you're just mm-hmm. going to party. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ended up going to New York every weekend. <laughs> I <couldn't laughs> right. <to> <laughs> and I could go my drive yeah. up, and party. But Maryland, and Maryland was kind of a big party school as well, as well as academic school. But, Still um, is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had a great time. I you know, But when I first went there, it was... I Like I said, there have been in all these bands, and I was from Richmond, Virginia, and I was in a punk rock band right before I went there. I was a Prince groupie. I had my hair, like, <laughs> I, I looked like Prince. I had long hair um, no, coming down over one side, and I wore spikes <laughs> and all of that stuff. And so when I first got there, it was interesting. It was like a, one of those movies you see, because I remember the first time I went into the dining hall um, to eat, and I sat my tray down, everybody got up. Really? Everybody just could, yeah, because it was like I was a weirdo, or a freak, and I wasn't <laughs> used to that. Because I was coming, I thought I was coming up north, and people were, you know, cooler. But no, it was it was my first couple of months were difficult, and uh, but then everybody started loving me, yeah. you know. But whatever, yeah, I had a good time there.
2: So, how do you feel like your internship at BT really shaped your career now?
4: It was my real college. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was just very lucky because I was there when I was small, and Bob Johnson. Uh, Jeff Lee, who was the vice president then, Uh, Jamie Brown, actually Jamie Foster Brown, who has Sister to Sister magazine, she was the person that I interned for first. She was a producer there on Video Soul. And um I yeah. actually, when I went to interview for the internship, you know, because it was small, so I could hear, like I was sitting in the waiting room area, but I could kind of hear her because it was like a bullpen kind of set up then. Mm-hmm. And I heard her on the phone, and I knew she was talking about booking an interview with Andre Simone, who's a bass player for Prince. And so I'm in there like, okay, I just got to work with that lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I could just hear her making these moves, and I just wanted to, you know, she had this energy about her. And um whatever I said, somehow I ended up being able to intern for her and, um just learned a lot you know there from her and uh all the people that I work with and that was really like my college yeah definitely
2: I interned at BET too and I, I love it but I kind of hate it now because they pay their interns I was like I used to have, like stop <laughs> you are to, like jump over they pay their interns now oh, oh man, man. <laughs> everybody thought I
4: was crazy right. because they were like you've put in all these hours for free right. and I was like well you know it's a wonderful which it was right. wonderful opportunity yeah. and they it paid off but yeah definitely, definitely yeah, wasn't that not getting paid
1: BET right. <laughs> right. right. and came up right <laughs> came up. Jeez. so of course while you were at BET you moved up through the ranks um, from intern. I would say from intern to president. I mean, it's not... to
4: executive producer specials in a different program.
1: Yes, we'll say that. (laughs) Same thing. And um, so then you started doing EPKs and music videos for up-and-coming artists. Why why did you transition into that?
4: Well, you know, it was kind of like what I was doing because I'd go out and I'd... uh, I had figured out that I wanted to direct. And so I had moved away from so much because I started in the music... But when they hired me, I took the gig on a show called This Week in Black Entertainment, which was kind of like what you guys do. It was like Entertainment Tonight, mm-hmm. you know, as an entertainment magazine format, because I knew that I could go on sets of movies. You know, I would do stuff with Dance Theater of Harlem, different plays, different things. And I just found it to be, you know, a wider variety of things, because I could still cover music as well. Um, and uh I started... uh Learning that what I was doing was the same thing that, you know, people were doing outside, and I wasn't making that much money. So I wanted some right. stuff needed some supplemental income as well. So I started, you know, I had these great relationships in music. I was just so lucky to be there when I was because I got to interact with so many wonderful, talented, amazing, you know, music people. And um, I had these great relationships, so I started doing the EPKs. And um, and then through that, I got a chance to do my first music video. Which was what? it was for a group you want it was a group called <laughs> don't
3: test us now
4: oh you're not gonna know I mean I love this group I'm not saying it did this film but it was just a different time um, and interestingly enough some of that kind of music is now back but it was a group called Blaze out of Jersey oh no no, no. no I know you don't know <laughs> but Blaze had a song called We Almost Live Together and it was it was like a blending of like house music mm-hmm. and a little bit of hip hop okay. and, and uh and actually the lead singer of that group his brother is uh, Vincent Herbert, who you know manages Lady Gaga yeah. right. and is Tamar Braxton's husband. Basically. But he was that was his. he was in a group. He was in groups too back then. So, I, but anyway, it was Blaze. That was my first video. Okay. The first big video I did was for uh, "Sounds of Blackness." Sounds of Blackness. Optimus. Yes.
1: When you did your very first music video for Blaze, what did you think after it was done? I Did was, you think, like, I'm going to be a director, or were you just like, meh, I don't know if I'm gonna do
4: this? Oh no, I was, I was so excited. I, I loved every moment of it. I still remember it. I remember, I remember everything about it. And um I was just excited, and it was like you are addicted to something. It was mm-hmm. just like I knew that I had, you know, my prayers have been answered, that I had found what I was supposed to do, and I had the opportunity, you know, to really, to really do it. Because, you know, you can take so many. For me, like I said, I was really serious. You know, I wanted to do big things, but I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do. So, in the back of my mind, I always had this fear like, I've wasted that time. You know, I should have been, maybe right. I should have, you know, because I was interested in politics as well. I was the first uh, African American page for the governor, lieutenant governor of Virginia back when I was there in high school. I had a bunch of different interests. And so, That happened, and I knew, like, from that, that was the moment when I knew that I definitely had taken, you know, the right path. Right, right, right.
1: So, of course, since then, you've directed, you know, a few music videos for Nas, Brady Spears, Al Aaliyah, Trisha Yearwood, Enrique Iglesias, Lil Wayne, everybody, R. Kelly, everybody and they mama, essentially. (laughs) And so, so out of all the videos that you've ever done, what do you think sticks out to you as one of your more favorite videos?
4: Uh, You know, it's interesting. I I had a bit of a unique... Uh, situation in that uh, for a certain period of time, I was running the music video department at Lafayette, so I was very close with certain artists, with all the artists there because of what I did, and I was directing at the same time too, so having a chat like Tony Braxton always sticks out in my head because we, we've been friends from the moment that we met, and I'd been supporting her when she first came out because I was at BET, and I had a good relationship with LA and Babyface, and they called and like, oh, we have this thing, you know, this new artist, and it's from the Boomerang soundtrack, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so I met Tony, and she was from the DMV, I was from the DMV, and, um, so I'd always kind of been part of her career, and then to actually get to work with her when I first started working there, um, was wonderful, and I was executive producing her videos. Um, but then when, you know, You're Making Me High happened, and she came to me and said, you know, well, you should direct the video. And I remember I said, really? She was the biggest, she was the hottest thing out there at the time. And, uh, I was like, me? You know? And I was like, don't say that just because we're friends. But, you know, the work that we, that I've done with Tony really does stand out as some of my favorite stuff because she trusted me so much. And also because of my position at the label, I didn't really have anyone in between us. So I was able to totally be as creative as I wanted to be. And so I would, you know, come up with the outfits you know, the hair, everything, I was very close to her and able to kind of create this image that I saw, so the things that I did for her, um, those are, like, some of my favorite, favorite things. It's for I Chico DeBarge as well, because okay. it's a similar situation, where, you know, I got to really have him believe in me, and I could do things over a period of time, you know, like, more than one video and come up with these images that I really, really love. But there's a lot of stuff I love, you know, like Celine Dion, mm-hmm. uh My Heart Will Go On, Sticks Out is one of my favorites, you know, because she's an awesome person, right. and it was a a great moment, a great video.
1: You've just done some amazing. Like, when you were talking about Tony Braxton's You're Making Me High, I immediately saw the video. Yeah, That's yeah. how good you did because there's yeah. not a lot of videos yeah. that I can recall like that. And I'm seeing like every single scene right. in that video. So high five to you. Thank
4: air. you. <laughs> but I did want to say that, like, it was a unique situation because I think a lot of times directors have great ideas, mm-hmm. but it's just hard when there are a lot of people involved sometimes because right. everyone might not totally get your idea or some might, you know, someone may come in because I was changed in her whole image, you know, mm-hmm. and so somebody else could have been like, what do you mean you're going to have her in a Joan Jet wig and a right. white cat suit? Right. right. You know, and enchan- And at the time also because I was, her hair was like straight and black, then her hair was like curly right. and long, yeah. which now, of course, is not a big deal. But back then, that was a big deal because regardless of whether it was a wig or a weave for black women, your hair was supposed to be as if that was still really your hair. Mm-hmm. Right. And you didn't really right. talk about right. if it was a weave. And you didn't. You know, so anyway, it's like things like that that seem small now, but they actually were big deals that allowed, and being that close allowed me to kind of do my whole vision. And a lot of times director, directors don't get to do that.
1: Right. So you're blessed. Yes. You're super blessed. And so, Not I mean, all the time. <laughs> I was in those moments, Yeah. <laughs> so then, of course, as you're talking about going to LaFace Records, what made you go from BET to LaFace, which was like an actual record label?
4: Yeah, you know, actually, I, I thought I had everything planned out. And I do. I tell this story a lot because I want to help any young people or people that are out there trying to figure out their path and what they're doing. I had everything figured out. Nothing ever went the way that I thought it was going to go. I, I um, through my relationships and what I had been doing and doing all these interviews with people. I had a really good relationship with Eddie Murphy and at the time and uh, Wesley Snipes. And so, because I always interview them on the sets of their movies and do these specials, and so I got these gigs where because I found out like that the people that would do what I was doing for the movie companies, the EPK for the movies. That was, like, a ton of money to me at the time. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you just do this one thing. I was like, I can live out there for a year. So, I, like, I lined up. I had a, there was a movie that Wesley Snipes was doing, and he hooked it up to where, you know, I could do the EPK for that. And there was another one Eddie Murphy was doing. So, I was like, I can live for two years, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to move. I found my place in New York because I was living in D.C. And I was like, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to do this. Have my company doing this. And, you know, I'll leave BT and, uh. Start doing this and get into the film business that way, and I thought the studios would see how talented I was, and I'd meet everyone and get my way into directing movies that way. Within a week and a half of both of those of the, of each other, both of those things fell apart, and I spent the money for the Wesley one already, the upfront money, and I was like, I don't have the money coming back. <laughs> oh, no. I love it to this day because somehow he worked it out to where I didn't have to pay the money back, and uh, but they just fell through. So I couldn't move to New York. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. And I got a call from L.A. and Babyface. And and they were like, would you be interested in coming to run our music video department? And and things, you know, I had a wonderful, it was great for me at BET, but I just realized that I had kind of reached creatively, you know, I had reached the peak of where I could really go. And um, it was a little bit of a difficult decision because I had this wonderful job. I created Caribbean Rhythms with Rachel Stewart where, where I could go to every island and I love the islands Jamaican right. food, and Jamaican food West Indian food is my favorite in the world you know and I could go and do this and I had you know gotten my first house and I loved DC but I just wasn't really satisfied and I knew I wanted to make movies so I took that gig thinking that I was going to convince Elliot Babyface to do movies mm-hmm. and I had kind of given up on music videos directing wise because I had hit a ceiling there too where I couldn't get over this kind of semi-low budget range right. and so I was a little bit disillusioned with that as well and I was like you know what bump all of this I'm gonna do movies and um but I took that because I do love music and I like working with other directors so I Mm -hmm. said I'll come down there and I'll oversee getting the music videos made but I'm gonna convince these dudes to make movies because I was like they got bank, they can do it (laughs) and so I didn't realize how hard it is to work at a label so I went down there and I took the job and um I didn't you know it was just so all-encompassing and it was wonderful well wonderful at first there was a learning curve. Um, but, yeah, it ended up, you know, being a great opportunity because I ended up having to direct a music video for Tony Rich Project um, because there was a video done that L.A. didn't like. And um, I still like the other one. But I like mine, too. <laughs> but I ended up having to direct it. And it took off. And he won Best New Artist at the Grammys. And mm-hmm. um, and it just, you know, started my career over as a music video director where I got to direct videos with a budget. right? And so then I took that and moved out to LA and started my production company and got Honey and all of that but yeah. Yeah,
1: let's talk about that. Let's talk about your first directorial debut on the big screen, Honey, which I love that movie and I didn't know I thought Jessica Alba was black,
4: y'all for the longest time. I did too. (laughs) In that movie, I
1: was like, oh she's black, she's mixed. No, she's not
4: mixed like me. I thought she was black. Well her mom who's, you know, white and got blonde hair, her favorite movie is Fridays and she can quote every line from it. (laughs) Her that mom, is hilarious. Her mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> mom her mom's that. the G. I you love got, her. The, right, so, so, Kathy Alba. <laughs> okay.
1: So that movie made what gross sixty million worldwide at at, at the bottom end. Yeah. And you, what was it like for you to actually do something on the big screen and to see your work on a in a, in a movie theater and say, "Wow, I did that."
4: Um, man, the first time I remember when Honey came out, Jessica and I, because you know we became very close you know, doing the movie, but we just went to every theater. We just kept going and going and going um. to see it over and over again because it was just so amazing to me. It was wonderful to see it on the big screen. There's nothing like that, but the biggest thing for me is seeing the audience. Mm. You know, just hate being there and seeing the audiences react to stuff, stuff that you, you know, was basically like a blank page and you... You know, put it together, and you did it, and you thought it might work this way, it worked that way. Seeing the audience react to it, I just never get sick of that with any mm-hmm. of my films. It always feels amazing, and I always get a little sad when I know the movie's kind of now yeah, it's going away, you know, right, right. like because I'm like, oh, I guess I can't go see it anymore, you know, like because uh, when Addicted came out, I really wanted to see Gone Girl, and I was kind of <laughs> mad because I was like, you know what? I was like, okay, no, we I wanted to see Gone Girl, but that didn't open my weekend. It was. um Dracula that was opening my weekend which I love those kinds of movies uh-huh. and I was kind of like oh man you know what I was like if this wasn't my movie I would probably <laughs> be going to see Dracula right. you know but I right. wouldn't go it was all these things I wanted to see but I kept wanting to see my movie right I just saw Gone Girl finally last night
1: it was good <laughs> isn't it <It's> good <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Men have a different perspective on
2: it. I, I thought know, it was sure. great. I thought it was great. <laughs> I
4: thought that the lead actress was a, amazing. She's a beast. Oh, yes. Yeah, She's she brilliant. Yes. I just wasn't... Um, maybe I went too late, too, because it was like the <laughs> ten ten fifty show. Were you fell asleep? Almost a little at okay. one part. Right. That had nothing to do with That's not the movie's fault. Right. That's just it was late. It was a good movie. Definitely not. So, but it, I just didn't feel the way that everybody else uh, felt, you it know, was too hype,
1: people hyped it up too right. much.
4: And maybe that's what happened. Cause remember that, this. she's great, She's a beast. Right. Mm-hmm. The lead actress. I'm sorry. I can't remember her name, but she's great. Um, and the movie's great. Who am I to say? I mean, you know, look, it was a great movie. It's just that I think it was overhyped. Maybe. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel and it. also cause I don't remember that story in the news. Yeah. Totally. It's in the back of my mind. And so the ending to me. Okay. I think yeah. that's why. Cause I was going, well, wait a minute. Well, what happened? I was like, <laughs> so they were like, how do we know the story? How All do we right. know it's a true story? Like, when did he tell, you know, I don't,
1: you right, know, right. and
4: it was too late for me. When I got home, I went to sleep, so I didn't go online to find out. Do <laughs> I mean, you guys know? I mean, what, he ended up breaking up with her, and then telling what really happened. Like
1: I think I don't even know. But for you understand sure. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Because I was
4: like, well, in the movie, he was kind of like, I won't. Well, <laughs> right, that's it. Well, I'm here. It, so I'm
1: they're together. Oh, they're, they're together. They're
4: I don't together. I won't go see it. Was, I mean, <laughs> <the end>. like, <laughs> no, you should still see it. Just don't <laughs> go see it really late. <laughs> yeah, got it. And she is a beast, and it will. and people love it. I'm sure because of the plot twist and everything else. Oh yeah, and you know.
1: So when you um. When you, whenever you put out a movie, is that what you do? You just go to every theater you can and watch it multiple times over and over again, bring different people with you? Give I'll you even
4: went. go by myself because, my <laughs> you know, people get tired of seeing it. My friend, they've already, you know, he, he's going to call it again. He's gonna probably going to go see <laughs> it. <movie>. You know, <laughs> so I try to go through. Yeah, the people that will still go with me, yeah, I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, this is so... And I so,
4: avoid the internet and all this stuff and all okay. the shady things people say. I don't try to pay any attention
1: mm-hmm. to it. Okay, good. Do you bring in snacks when you go to the movie theater?
4: When I'm trying to be healthy, I do. See, okay. I'll go, and I like, I love popcorn, I love Twizzlers or Red Vines <laughs> and whatever, and gummy bears and stuff. But, like, yeah, sometimes I'm on a healthy kick. I'll bring a backpack with, like, <laughs> you know, Air pops. Popcorn, organic right. popcorn, and you know, whatever.
1: But. Bringing in your own snack.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't sit there and eat like ribs and fried chicken right, and stuff. Right. Some of my friends do that, but I don't do that. I, I can't really eat like that at the. Unless you had like a fork and spoon or oh, that's true yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> That is
1: true. So then you also directed Beauty Shop, which I love because you had everybody in there from Queen Latifah, Kevin Bacon, Jaimon Huntsu, mm-hmm. Andy McDowell, um uh, a bunch of people yeah so what was it like to do that movie because it was very diverse that was probably it, it seems to me like in your career you've progressed to a place where you're very inclusive uh, different types of races religions creeds all yeah. that
4: stuff well you know I always try to do that with my work because I mean you know Honey actually uh, it was almost Carrie Washington oh, that, really? was, that was Honey um, hmm. it was supposed to be well at first before I even got attached it was going to be Beyonce and um, but she couldn't do it or something she was just doing her first big tour Um, And, you know, I made it a Latin person because I thought, you know, like you said, you thought she was black. I wanted somebody that everyone could kind of relate to thinking it could be she could be black, she could be this. Because I always thought of Jennifer Beals and how I was like, well, she's black. But then, you know, white people feel like she's white, you know, whatever. But it was just (laughs) kind of like she could be anything. And I wanted that to happen. And, I, you know, um, I've always been multicultural in my thinking because that's how the real world is to me. I mean, it's the world that I live in. Right. So with Beauty Shop, yeah, I mixed it up a lot. And um, I mixed it up in Addicted because mm-hmm. the, the main character, the, well, the villain, uh, Quentin Canosa, kind of villain, <laughs> he's black in the book. His name isn't Quentin Canosa. I had to change it because I wanted a Latin guy to play him. I like to mix things up, definitely. It's right. the real world to me.
1: Right, right. So what was that movie like? You know, It, um, it was an erotic thriller. Yeah. So it seems like you're jumping genres here. How was it to, to direct the film in that genre?
4: Uh, it was like an amazing orgasm because you know I've just you know I like all kinds of things we just talked earlier about you know I love World of Warcraft I mean we didn't I have 5,000 comic books you know there's so many things I'm interested in that aren't reflected in some of the work that people have seen if you do a dance movie as your first movie people assume like I go into meetings at studios after I did Honey and everyone was always for years they'd be like uh, so you're a choreographer right (laughs) and I'm like no. (laughs) I can dance, but no, I'm not. I'm a director. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so you start, you you know, I was excited to do that film because I'm a huge fan of Alfred Hitchcock. I've been wanting to do something in in that vein. And so it just showed a different side of myself. And creatively, yeah, it's very exciting. It gets boring. I have to eat, so I'm going to work. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I don't have the luxury of... uh, not working or turning, you know, I try to find the best projects I can, but if the only thing that I can get for a certain amount of time is going to be something similar to what I've done before, I'm going to do it because I support my family, I have things to do, but so it's very exciting to get a chance to break out. As an artist, creatively, mm-hmm. you know, and show a different side of yourself. So yeah, I was definitely very excited to do that.
1: Right. Nice. And then you still flexed your chops again with um, Drumline, a new beat, or yes. some people call it Drumline too. Um, but it was a TV movie instead of an actual yes. theatrical release. Why was it a TV movie?
4: Uh, because that was where it, that's that's who wanted to do it. Okay. You know, and um, and that's they had the idea, and and uh, with Nick Cannon, I mean, he had the idea to bring it back and that that's who bit you know i guess i never asked him why it wasn't theatrical really um you know um because i don't really think that way i i okay. think that you know i think about the story and about the product especially nowadays because a lot of stuff on tv is better than the movies that are coming out mm-hmm. you know I, I did a musical i did a musical for uh nickelodeon uh, actually with uh nick cannon and i did that uh he produced it with kiki palmer I'm called Rats. You know, that, so I don't mind, I I like doing, the medium to me, it could be TV, it could be small screen, big screen, you know, I just love to direct, Mm -hmm. you know, so. It's more about what I get to direct. Nice. Well, right.
3: so speaking of drumline, you know we had a part of your cast here. Yeah. Some of the, the drumline guys, the percussion guys. Who did guys. you have? We, have we had Ty,
2: Jeff, Dwayne.
3: My boys. Yes. And Rome. And Rome. yeah. Rome. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and they
1: did say they were like, "Oh, we love Billy. Thank you for giving us a job." Yes. 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 They did yes. say that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
4: They're yeah. great guys and all very talented. Yeah. And um, they're wonderful people too. So that's the reason well, why we, it just
3: came out. What what projects or anything you have coming up right now?
4: Uh, I have a couple of things I can't talk about yet because I don't really know where they're landing Mm so I have some things that hopefully will happen and outside of that I'm also still you know looking for work I'm gonna do uh direct some episodes of uh, Hit the Floor and some right. other okay. TV. Mm-hmm. I missed out on doing the game during its last... uh Which
1: is where I met you. I know. <laughs> I did the episode out. and Billy direct... I was so happy. I was like, Billy, was <laughs> directing this episode? I was really,
4: really fine. Yeah, I was um, sad because this is... They, they, they did their last two seasons right. you know, right. all at once and I shot them and they're still shooting now but I, I couldn't um do it because I was impressed for okay. Addicted and for Drumline right. so I missed out and I was like, wait a minute, it's going away. Right. Um... But yeah, you know some TV stuff and there's some film stuff I'm developing, but nothing that I can really say. So I guess. Right.
3: Well, while you're looking for that, just make sure you remember Megan Cortez and Kiki.
4: So you <laughs> us to the cast. Yeah, well I know I you know. know she can do it. I yeah, gotta see. Yeah, I'm gonna you, put you on the spot. Hey, uh, like you did me with that ha, game. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm I I not an
2: actor. I can be like an associate director. So <laughs> okay. I'm behind the scenes. Well, I'm not gonna waste your time. <laughs>
3: well, you can deal with casting because
4: you find those stars. I right, yeah, there you go. There you
3: Before go. Before we wrap up, I just wanted you to say hello to this young lady. She says that she was crying because she wanted to meet you at the meet and greet in New York. She had tickets and she could not go. So her name is Erica with a CK. Oh, so wow. she just wants you to know that.
1: Where's that? On Twitter?
3: No, she, um, once we posted the um, the flyer from the, for the interview today, yeah, she posted and hit me. You got fans everywhere. Erica.
2: Erica
3: CK? Erica with a CK. She's, she goes by. She says her name is Erica. Yes, with a CK. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, so she was happy to, that we were going to talk to you today. Yeah, I'll tell her. Well, I'll tell her. You'll give me her. I'll reach out to her. Well, yeah, I appreciate really? it. That nice. Mm-hmm. So,
3: and as far as social media, what can we meet? What can we um, find you at
4: Billy Woodruff? Spelled the right way that she <laughs> said it's just B I L L E mm-hmm. Woodruff, W O O D R U uh, F F. That's my Instagram, that's my Twitter. There you go, people. And, and before
1: we get out of here, what's one thing that you want people to remember about your films?
4: Uh, I want people to remember about my films that uh, I make them for the audience to be entertained, to hopefully learn something, and to enjoy them.
1: And I'm sure they will for years yes. to come.
4: <laughs>
2: Where can we find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kiki Airs, K-I-K-I-A-Y-E-R-S.
3: Great. You can find me on all social media as well as Cortez G. West. Make sure you also follow us on BHL online as well.
1: And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Twitter, and at Instagram, at MegScoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Don't forget to follow <laughs> Billy Woodruff, B-I-L-L-E Woodruff, on all of your social media. Go ahead and bother him on all of those platforms. Yes. We'll see you next time right here on BHL Next. Whoop,
0: whoop. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for having me, guys.